Hello. Hi. I'm Shannon. I'm Emma. And welcome to This Podcast Doesn't Exist. We're happy you're here. Welcome. Hey, hey, gang. What's up, buddy? You can fill out the gang application form at thispodcastdoesn'texist.com. Dot com. Uh, And by that, I mean you can subscribe, rate, review our podcast. Uh, You can send us an email, also known as a heart fart. We got a little form there. You can play the bingo card if you want. That's something that we do sometimes. (laughs) Um, Mostly for our own amusement to make fun of, of the things we say multiple times. But you can also play along. With another game this episode. Yeah, guys. It's not a surprise anymore, no. but I'm doing another update episode. I'm really excited for these. I was explaining what episodes we were doing to Alexis, one of our one of our friends, and she was like, "Oh, I haven't been able to listen to your podcasts in a while because it just I've been so busy and not usually able to listen to the stuff mm-hmm. when I'm working." But now I'll be able to, like, go to the update episodes and be like, oh, I really want to listen to that episode. <laughs> there you go. It's like a little sampler. Yeah. I literally, when I was doing this research, I was like, it's like the fried box of goodness from Sheets, where you just get <gasps> multiple little appetizers. Cheese curds, mozzarella sticks, french fries, onion rings. They have not had the onion rings the last, like, four times I've been. That- so I don't know if it's a supply chain thing, but it hasn't even been an option on the menu. That feels like an attack. Those are pretty much the only ones that I really like out of the box. Yeah. It's a lot. I can't do the cheese curds. However, the barbecue place near my new apartment. Oh. I stopped by sometime this past week, picked myself up a little din-din, took a risk. Because you know I'm very particular about onion rings. No, I know. You already are the, not an onion if person. If the breading is not very a- adhered to the onion and the onion is thick... I will not enjoy it. These were not minced up like the Burger King onion rings, which I enjoy. Sizable onion. Okay. But delicious. And like this, the breading had like a little seasoning. Not spicy necessarily, but a spice. Mm. So at some point you'll come over and we'll get Obviously, barbecue. Obviously, yes. No, good. that sounds delicious. I love a good onion ring. So good. Um, this episode is not about onion rings. Nope. But it is a little medley, a little review, a little update. We are approaching 100 episodes. Maybe big things are coming. Stay tuned. Rate, review, subscribe, and download. Downloads apparently are important. But what we'd really like to see is for you guys to, like, subscribe and tell your friends. Let everyone else know that they should be joining our multi-level marketing scheme. I did steal that from another podcast. Please don't quote us. But like, it is true. It is. We want, we want to let, we want to basically, we want to be a cult. Strengthen your downline. Yeah. Yeah. So to review the rules of the pop quiz uh, review episode. Yes, I do need that. You get one point if you guess the topic correctly. You get two points if you can guess slash remember the quirky fun title. So three points available per episode. Yes. We're doing 11 episodes today, so out of 33 points. Amazing. Let's see how well I remember to write down what... We'll see. Also, I'm going to try and, like, hide my face (laughs) so that Emma doesn't get to cheat. Yeah. Also, I am going to say with caveat because... I know that there is no way that I'm going to be able to remember the topic or the title purely <laughs> from the number of the episode. So, 
Will you please provide one hint before I make any guesses so that I'm not breaking any rules and then I will do my best to guess. And if I get it wrong, I miss that point. Is that okay? Sure. Yes. You can get one hint. Great. That's going to have to happen for every single episode. I'm warning you now. There's no way I'm going to be able to remember. (laughs) All right. Well, we're jumping back in with episode 18. Yes. I, she's completely unprepared for these hints, you yeah, guys. I'm so I'm really sorry. Yeah, I'm not. It's going to be very um, <laughs> organic. Great. I'm so excited. <laughs> Part of me is like, do I do it like catchphrase style where I pick synonyms for words? <laughs> you know? like Oh, that's fair. Or do I do sound effects? Or do I... Okay, so As- for episode 18, I'm going to say deja vu is the hint. So if you think about what is deja vu, it's experiencing <laughs> She's something. She's giving me so many more hints. <laughs> and feeling like you've already experienced it. Okay, but I know it's not Anastasia because we haven't done that yet. And that's my weird deja, deja vu belief of myself. So like, but oh wait, oh wait, oh wait, oh wait. Is it the missing library? No. Is it Russian though? No. No, honey. So you do not get that point. For the topic. It's the Tom and Shude case. Ah, dang it! Because we Deja recorded it. such a good... We recorded the episode once and the it, the computer ate it so we had to record it again. That is... And I had to pretend like I hadn't heard it before. But you kind of also didn't remember most of it. <laughs> yeah. Which is also why this is fun. I'm like, oh, when did we do this topic? So that is the topic of episode yes. 18. Do you remember the quirky title? I do. Dingo ate my body. But... You have to say it with the accent. A dingo ate my body. That's <laughs> not, that's, that was a London accent. So sorry. No, I, it, it was that, good enough. How do you say body in an Australian accent? Well, the Bo- original quote body. was, a dingo Bo- ate my, my baby. Bo- yeah. A dingo ate, ate my, my body. body. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> but deja vu is such a good hint. I'm so angry. It's fair. I feel like we should have, like, a whiteboard with every topic we've ever done on here. <laughs> so you at least have, like, a word bank. You can be like, oh, what's uh, it? That, that one? one? <laughs> All right. But I do get two points because a dingo ate my ball day. Yes. That's still London. So sorry, Australians. Oh, do we have anyone listening from Australia? Let us know and tell me how bad my accent is. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Like that one guy on TikTok that does all the H2O. <laughs> have you seen him? <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're... I love him, I'm so sorry. Okay, so this is actually a very exciting topic to start on. Because there's actually legitimate news. Yes. So, according to reports from Australian media in July of 2022, Derek Abbott from the University of Adelaide and renowned American genealogist Colleen Fitzpatrick claim to have solved the infamous 73-year-old Australian case... Of the Summerton man's death. Yes. According to the researchers, the unidentified body found on Summerton Beach belonged to one Carl Charles Webb. Charles is the nickname, apparently, for Carl. Um, <laughs> that must have been like a middle name or something. Something. That he was like, this is my name now. There it is. Uh, an electrical engineer and instrument maker from Melbourne. The authorities, including the police and the forensic science department, have not verified the results yet, but they say they remain, quote, cautiously optimistic. The researchers utilized DNA sequencing to reach their conclusions, 
using hair strands found embedded in the Somerton man's plaster death mask from the 1940s. Any thoughts, any feelings? Um, I'm just glad that it's verified potentially, like obviously we don't have this solidified yet, but that Charles was an electrical engineer and that the screwdriver that he had in his bag mm. was a electrician screwdriver. Mm-hmm. So there's at least a connection there of like that would make sense as to why he has it. I am happy that there's at least some kind of like – lineage that we can follow figure out who he was and then be able to put his name on his gravestone so that Mm -hmm. he's memorialized properly but obviously even with the knowledge of who he is we still don't know what happened to him so i am glad that there is at least a name to a face Mm -hmm. but the mystery is still unsolved so that's the part where I'm like, Abbott, I'm so happy. Because he he was the guy that I was talking about in the episode. Mm-hmm. And he married the potential granddaughter of this man because he was doing this research and they just fell in love. They're just, they're very happy. They have, what, three kids now? <laughs> they're very happy. But that there's at least some, especially for her too, of like, this is who my grandfather was potentially. Like, obviously we need... I keep saying it. We just need someone to like, yes, checkbox, done. Absolutely, this is true. So, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm really, I got really excited about that. Well, and I, I also appreciate like the phrase, tamam shud, Persian phrase, meaning is over or is concluded. Yeah. Feels extra poignant. Yes. All right. Next up, we have episode 19. And my clue is DreamWorks. Rotel Dorado. Yes. Okay, great. Is it something like G politics? <laughs> <laughs> the technical answer is woo politics. Okay. <laughs> it's an, an, an expletive, or not an expletive, an <laughs> exclamation. <laughs> exclamation. And I'll give you two points politics. total because you got half of the. Thanks, man. Half of the quirky title. Great. While no literal city of gold has been unearthed since our episode, more evidence has been discovered to support the metalworking talents of the Moisca people, the probable inspiration for the Europeans' legend of El Dorado. In September 2021, a team led by archaeologist Francisco Carrera... Francisco. An archaeologist who conducts excavations prior to construction work discovered eight ceramic jars with metallic figurines and emeralds inside in a temple and its adjacent graves. Archaeologists uncovered the temple and graves in the remains of an ancient Moisca town located near Bogota, the modern-day capital of Colombia. So these sorts of jars... That they found from these. the Moisca people are dated to about 600 years old. Okay. So old time, old time. Old time. And the Moisca people, there are still descendants living today, even though they faced a lot of disease and terrible stuff when the Europeans came over <laughs> and messed everything up. According to the Live Science article on the discovery, quote, some of the figurines inside the jars look like snakes and other animals, while others look more like people with headdresses, staffs, and weapons. 
The temple where the jars were found may be related to ancestor worship, unquote. Jars such as these have been found at other ancient Moisca sites and have been offerings of sorts. They have artifacts inside that often include metallic figurines and emeralds. And just a reminder, the Moisca people, the reason they're the source of the El Dorado myth is because they had like a coronation ritual where the new leader would like oil themselves up with a substance that also contained gold flakes. So they were like shiny and then they like dove into the lake and people threw gold and stuff in the lake. But gold isn't actually like native to the geology of the Moisca people. So they had to like trade with others. That's fascinating. But their, their metalworking is still very well renowned and respected. And it was cool. Apparently they were excavating the area because they were like going to put in a road. Which I was like, I'm glad we check first. Right? Yeah. It's like when they found uh, Richard III <laughs> in a parking lot. In a Tesco parking lot. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, actually, we can't, can't <laughs> just kidding. do that yet. And they just moved him, and then they were like, okay, Tesco parking lot. There you go. That's fine. <laughs> I feel like that happens in a lot of, like, countries that have smaller surface areas, essentially. Yeah, like, there's only so many places you can exactly. bury people yeah. and stuff. So. Stuff and things. Stuff and things. Things and stuff. Speaking of things and stuff, mm-hmm. we have episode 20. I love I'm that get- you look at me, like, as if I'm going to be like, <laughs> oh, magical, I remember. I'm going to do a physical bit oh, to... No. Um, I'll describe it. You go to, ahead. To de- demonstrate. <laughs> to jog Emma's memory. <laughs> All right, hold on. She's moving over to the couch with her blanket. I knew exactly what it was. <laughs> she just jumped. She just jumped and used her, used her blanket as wings because she is Mothman. Correct. And the episode title was Bat Pig. <laughs> yes. Ding, ding, ding. Yay, I got three points. Also, My first three points. Also our first TikTok ever, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it is. Bat Pig? Bat Pig. <laughs> no new sightings have been reported, unfortunately. But the bootylicious cryptid lives on in our hearts. Amen. Unfortunately, the 2021 Mothman Festival was canceled with relatively short notice. Yeah, we were supposed to go. Due to rising COVID cases in the host city of Point Pleasant, West Virginia at the time. Good news! The 2022 (gasps) festival appears to be a go. In fact, it's next weekend as you listen to this, September 17th through 18th, 2022, It is free to attend. However, the festival organizers do recommend bringing cash because not all vendors may have access to credit card processing. Last year, we were going to go because it was on the Bone Shaman's birthday. Oh, I thought we weren't going to go because it was on his birthday. So I had proposed it to him as, hey, I think that you would love this. And he was like, correct, I would. And I was like, great, we have two options. Either we drive a hell of a long way out there or we get a flight into Cincinnati and drive down Mm -hmm. like it's like an hour from Cincinnati and he was like okay sure bet let's go and Bone Shaman didn't say bet um (laughs) but like a week before I was like hey is this happening because we got to get you know plane tickets or whatever and he was like you know what I really don't think I want to go the next day they they canceled. canceled so I was like 
okay, good call. Cool. But I think he was like, I just, I move around so much anyway. Like he's, you know, he's a very busy man. I think he just really wanted to do nothing on his birthday, which he deserves to do. So, but I would love to take the Bone Shaman to the Mothman Festival. I think I, it would be hilarious. I honestly think he'd have a blast. So we'll yes. go someday. Someday. Not this year. Nope. But other people could. If you, yeah. I don't know where if you're, you, close where enough, you're listening. But. Or if you're willing to make the trek, apparently it's a blast. A, a hoot and a holler. A there hoot and a holler. There are hay rides. <gasps> Five dollars. Exact cash only. I would want, I, I really want to go on a hay ride. Can we, like, guys, it's like basically fall. Okay. Mm. I mean, yes. Pumpkin spice has been released into the world. So it's basically fall. So we should figure out a hayride situation. I promise not to make it a haunted one. But like, yeah, you better not. I, but I would really like to go and do that, please. Okay. Like, I don't need to go pick pumpkins or like. I mean, I love picking apples, but I always forget to use all of them. So yeah, like, I always get. I just go to ham. I'm yeah, like, me too. I didn't need this many. No. Can I just give them to you and you can sell them for? Yeah. <laughs> like I picked good ones. I promise. Like I only. I am only gonna take like five home. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Episode 21. (laughs) (laughs) Your hint is LinkedIn. (gasps) Amelia Earhart. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I don't think you're going to get the fun title because I don't remember. Jean-Paul Joe Schmo. There it is. (laughs) Wow. I was like. When did we say that? You said it because it was so funny. We were talking about like how people are John Doe's and I was like, what is it in other languages? And you were like, I don't know, Jean-Paul Joe Schmo. <laughs> well, I'm funny. Uh, but it was when we met, or met, we don't actually know him. It's when we were introduced yeah. to chief archaeologist Tom King, who shares a name with our crypt king. Yes. Who is not an archaeologist. So I got all three of those. You One, did. Look at you. Two, You're on a roll. Three. Dudes, I have ten points so far. Dudes. Dudes. <laughs> and dudettes. All y'alls. It's gender neutral. Dudes. Alrighty. So it's been 85 years since Amelia Earhart's plane went down. Yes. Despite the best efforts of chief archaeologist Tom King, we still have no definitive answers as to her final fate. In July of 2022, however, the iconic aviator was honored with a statue in the U.S. Capitol building, one of two representing the state of Kansas, Earhart's home state. I love that. We should go see that. We can. Yeah. And I have a quote from House Speaker Nancy Pelosi at the unveiling event. Quote, when girls and boys come to the Capitol and see Amelia, they will visit here and set their sights higher, knowing, too, that they can reach for the sky. Oh, that's sweet. I love that. We yeah. should definitely go. There's tons. I mean, there's tons of statues in the Capitol building, but like I haven't been in the Capitol building since I moved here. Yeah. So. Well, and according to PBS, with the addition of Earhart, the Statuary Hall collection has 11 women represented out of 100 total statues. Whoa. Because every state has two. Two statues to represent them. Interesting. I wonder if any statues ever get decommissioned. Yes. Oh. They've been able to replace them since like 18 something something. Oh. So they, but they have to like pass a state yeah, resolution yeah, yeah. and like do the stuff. I'm sure Amelia Earhart was an easy one where they were like, yeah, no, we want her. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next up, 
Taylor Swift's second favorite number, 22. <laughs> Your clue is Goodwill. Annabelle. <laughs> yes. Annabelle the doll. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. I don't know if I'm going to get the episode title. Nope, it's not there. If it helps at all, this is one that we recorded in my closet. In, my in your mother's closet. closet. Yeah. I don't remember. So the quirky title is A Crop Circle of Virgin Marys. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it should have helped. It should have helped. It didn't. I'm it's so okay. sorry. All right. Well, I got one. You did. But guys, if you if you don't remember <laughs> The Crop Circle of Virgin Marys, just go listen because that was honestly both the Amelia Earhart one and the Annabelle one we recorded separately. Like, you were at yours and I was at... No, I think Amelia Earhart, we were still together. No, we were... I know we were because I have the Zoom oh. uh, recordings. Yeah, back when you were being a little leprechaun singer. Yeah, back when I was doing another job out of all three, four of my jobs I had at the time. <laughs> but I was recording it in my mother's closet and you were recording it back home in your at your desk. Yeah. But the, the Zoom, like visual of that the zoom video of that is very funny because i now i now have the visual of you looking at me while i look off into the distance being like what are you looking at (laughs) (laughs) all right well i'm excited to share with you that annabelle is on the move but not in a creepy way oh thank god (laughs) (laughs) so the warren's occult museum famously attached to their home in Monroe, has been closed for zoning issues. So not that many people have had the chance to lay eyes upon the possessed Raggedy Ann doll and all her haunted friends. But this is your chance. Uh Uh-oh. The Warrens Seekers of the Supernatural Paracon will be held on October 29th and 30th of 2022 at Mohegan Sun, a casino and entertainment venue in Connecticut. Mohegan Sun, yeah. Uh, Yeah. And the news article that's talking about this con that you can attend, (laughs) it's linked in the show notes, but it apparently shows a video of the Warren team packing up Annabelle, wearing gloves and taking special precautions. I, of course... Did not watch it. Oh, no. Yeah. But it's I knew available you to you if you want that. That's so interesting that they're packing her up outside of her box. I mean, she might, she's in a box. I don't, if again, I didn't, box. I didn't watch it. That's fair. I didn't. I know. That's okay. So, I promise yeah. she can't hurt you. Well, I'm not going to the con, so. I find that so interesting, though. I wonder what else is going to be at the con. I'll look at the link. Yeah, I'm like, I linked it in the show notes. You're like, I I wasn't interested, so I I wasn't going to look at it. (laughs) Nope. Nope, nope. Which brings us to Adele's iconic album, 23. Is that true? Is that one of her albums? 25, I think. 25, 21, 19. Yeah, yeah. 25, 19, 21. All right, just kidding. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Stephen. I'm I'm not a... (laughs) An Adele super fan. Your hint is... Oh, I could make it much more difficult, but I won't. Um, <laughs> your hint is the Winter Soldier. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. I was going to say Sebastian Stan is your hint, but I was like, that's too many levels. 
up. <laughs> so, the Winter Soldier. What does? Let's talk it out. Let's let's think about it. <laughs> Shannon's trying to help me. Cheat, what does you guys. the Winter Soldier do? Fights people. But also, what's them? Kills them. Uh huh. Oh, I didn't know that was going to be the answer. Yeah. So, who is somebody that we would have talked about on the podcast that I think the Winter Soldier murdered? John F. Kennedy. Yes. The death of, in, in the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Sure, we'll give it to you. It's the Kennedy curse. Oh, that's right! You didn't just cover that. So sorry. So sorry for screaming into the microphone. <laughs> yes, she did cover the entirety of the Kennedy curse. I did. Um, yeah, every little detail. I every little detail. <laughs> uh, yes. And the episode title was, I don't know, but it was something about a white man. I was going to say, both of these things could be adjectives for for you. Small and white. Pale and frail. frail. There we go. (laughs) I was like, wait, there's a frailness thing. I'm giving you a singular point for that. Thank you. I appreciate it for all of that. Thank you. Much appreciated for the pity point. (laughs) That was a lot, you guys. I'm so sorry. So sorry. I could not. For the life of me, make that Winter Soldier connection. I was looking at my computer and all I saw was your hand like moving around. I was like, why is she making the sign of the cross? <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. I'm just so sorry. I'm, so sorry. I'm just so sorry. Alrighty. <clears throat> Luckily, I don't have any more bad news related Great. to the Kennedy family. Wonderful. But we do have a little bit of an update. Okay. In December of 2021, President Joe Biden named the last remaining Kennedy child, Caroline Beauvoir Kennedy, as the United States' new ambassador for Australia. Yeah. Despite being raised in Greece, Caroline did return to the U.S. for her schooling, working a variety of jobs in her early life, including one at the Met, where she met her husband. Yeah. Or ex-husband, I think. In 2008, Caroline publicly endorsed Barack Obama's bid for the presidency by penning a poignant New York Times essay titled, quote, A President Like My Father. Obama subsequently asked her to co-chair his vice presidential search committee. Oh. Ding, ding. In 2012, she was once again named a co-chair for Obama's re-election campaign, which he successfully won. Yeah. In 2013, Caroline became the U.S. ambassador to Japan under the Obama administration, which is a position she held until 2017. And then I have a quote from Marie Claire, Australia. Quote, in December 2021, Caroline was officially named as the U.S. ambassador to Australia by President Joe Biden. There are a couple of reasons why this was a significant move. First, Caroline is a well-known public figure already. Her legacy is well-respected, and her social work and advocacy, particularly for female rights, are highly regarded. With this in mind, Biden's decision appears to be a sign of respect to Australia by choosing someone of this caliber for the role. That's lovely. I love that. Very happy for you, Caroline. Yes, but she is the last remaining child of John F. Kennedy and yes. Jackie Kennedy. Yes. All right, episode 24. Like the renowned television show starring Donald Sutherland. Is that who it is? I don't know. Some white bald guy. My uncle was in a couple episodes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Nice. They killed him off very swiftly. He was oh. supposed to be on for much longer, and they were like, nah, we can't pay for you. You're done. Shwing! <laughs> 
Ruh row. Yep. He was also supposed to be on Desperate Housewives, but they switched him out for a different pool boy. He was in the pilot episode, though. You can go see Mark a, Kylie in the pilot scandalo. episode. <laughs> what hint shall I give her today, folks? So, your your hint for this one is again deja vu, but for the listeners this time, not us. You're gonna be so mad when you fi- when you find out. I really am. All right, I'm done. I give in. DB Cooper. Dang it! Because <laughs> we just reposted the episode. We did that. It, that episode, though, one of my favorites. That is a fun one to listen to. The bants are top notch. <laughs> so many memes. So many memes. The memes. Do you recall what the quirky oh, title is? Oh, sorry. Rubber chick or rubber chicken slinky. Ding ding ding. Okay. I was like slinky rubber chicken, and I was like, that's not it. Wrong. Yeah. So two points. Rubber chicken slinky. And I wrote, this one should be fresh in the minds of our listeners, as it was one of our summer vacation reposts. Sneaky of you to use deja vu twice. Hilarious, though. (laughs) Ironic. (laughs) So the most important update on this topic is that Tom Hiddleston was just as hot and mysterious in the D.B. Cooper scene of Loki as we would hope and expect him to be. (laughs) Huzzah. (laughs) it's great it's in the pilot it's like two minutes but it's chef's kiss netflix dropped a docuseries in 2022 titled db cooper where are you question mark exclamation point wait question mark exclamation point really i mean not the words but the punctuation yeah yeah where are you can you imagine if they spelled it out question mark exclamation point (laughs) uh pod fiend Haley was a big fan if yes. I'm recalling. Yes. Um, in the group chat. Jim Christie, a retired special agent who specialized in cybercrime investigation and digital forensics, was included in the docuseries. He told Newsweek that he now considers the case closed and that Robert Rackstraw is Cooper's true identity. Whoa. And he goes, the Newsweek article is pretty interesting. He talks about, like, They infiltrated message boards, he and his team, like, pretending to be trying to, like, gain the trust, like, catfishing. Whoa. Trying to get close to these people that, like, there were four people in these group, I was like, chat rooms. What is this, AOL? That had information that only the investigative team knew. Like, they hadn't released it to the public, so they were, like, trying to narrow in on these people. Anyway. Um, Christie believes that Rackstraw cut a deal with the Justice Department, avoiding charges for the D.B. Cooper escapades by lending his unique set of skills to the CIA's work in the Iran-Contra affair. Interesting. Which makes me want to watch this docuseries now. Yeah. Well, and I mean, there's a portion of it where it's like, yes, there was extortion and you threatened to blow up a plane, but you actually didn't hurt anybody. Yeah. So, so the, I feel like the government would be willing to be like, all right. There's no like real fine. retribution that needs to happen here because, yeah. you know, you stole a buttload of money, but. So that's the update. We'll let you know if we watch the show. I mean, I'm probably going to watch it. So, yeah. But like we can talk about it yeah. once we've. I really want to do that. Checked it out. All right. <laughs> Which brings us to Adele's iconic album. <laughs> 25. <laughs> I have some deja vu right now. <laughs> what? Uh, Olivia Rodrigo. Ooh. And your clue is 
A chew. Oh. Oh, what is it called? I know what the episode title is. Okay. But it's like the the, cons- the seasonal allergy conspiracy. There we go. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, and the episode title is... Oh, dang it. I just lost it. <laughs> Here, grapple, quick. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Wait. Think about plants. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like right Think there. about annoying white guys in the workplace. Yes. I feel like we're on a game show. <sighs> sexual something or something sexual. Think about... Okay, when you go to the blank gardens, what's that first word in D.C.? Plants. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right. You give up. She's hiding in her sweatshirt, you guys. She's hiding for shame. She looks like a little carrot because just her, her ponytail is sticking out. Not that she's a ginger. Not that carrot leaves are red. <laughs> All right. The word you're looking for, the phrase you're looking for is botanical Bo- sexism. sexism. Yes. Thank you. you see our botanical, botanical gardens. gardens. Okay, yeah. when you said Plants. blank gardens, I was like, I no longer know what any of these words are. Did you like my think about plants? Think about white guys in the workplace. <laughs> yes, <laughs> botanical sexism. Great. Oh golly, okay, um, that was a long walk. Sorry, guys. It was a long walk and a short update. Yeah, basically, researchers are claiming that botanical sexism as a concept, isn't real, since the majority of trees do not actually have distinct male and female members of the species. Like, most trees can adapt Mm -hmm. both ways. (laughs) Um, Allergy season is getting worse, however, due to longer warm periods caused by climate change. But we did talk about that on the episode. Yeah. And I have a feeling that it depends on what trees. Exactly. Yes. So I don't, I think their point is that it's not as, th- it's not like a widespread yeah. thing. Conspiracy. But this concept's been blowing up on TikTok a little bit. And so I feel like they had to be like, um, calm, calm yourselves, calm down. It's not that crazy. And some people are like, the capitalists just don't want us to have free fruit. So that's why they planted all the male trees. So there wouldn't be. Anyway. I still wouldn't eat any fruit that I found in a local park. I mean, if I'm me, no yeah. way. Yeah. I think it, for us growing up here on the East Coast, but I feel like in like California, oh, that's it's true. like you grab casual. Orange. But yeah, like they've got all, all kinds of citrus just growing yeah. all the places. So I don't know. I'm still on three different allergy medications. So I'll draw my own conclusions. Thanks. Any hoozles? Moving right along to episode Mm -hmm. 26. I'm going to look at you and I'm going to say Pikachu. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you guys could see Emma's face because she goes from like this fairly like expected neutral to just her eyes getting big and her eyebrows going scrunch. She's like, what? Okay, I know that at some point in some episode we talked about your German Pokemon cards. And that's not this. The Pikachu I am referencing is one that you talked about. I'm fairly certain. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I talked okay, about. Okay, erase, erase. Oh, okay, okay. No more. No more. Okay, your new hint is. <laughs> Coloring books for grown-ups. 
What kind of designs might you see? The Mandela effect. There it is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> did you not talk about Pikachu? I did talk about oh, Pikachu. Oh, you did talk about, okay. Yeah, no, you you were. They talked about him right. in one of the articles, so I was like, oh no, did she only talk about no, no, Curious no. George? <laughs> no, no, the Pikachu was part of it. It was part of the like quiz yes. of like, what does Pikachu look like? Does yes. he have a black tip on his tail? And the truth is, he does not. Lies. Fake news. Our very first quiz episode, essentially. Yeah, really. Um. Okay. Wait. The Mandela effect was the topic. Oh, right. Yes. The title. I'm not gonna get. I would not have gotten it either. It's nope. Never mind. No. I was well. I was gonna say it's very similar to a Notebook quote, but you haven't seen the Notebook. I've never seen the Notebook. So the quirky title is. If you're a cow, I'm a cow. Yeah, I would have never gotten there. And I don't remember the context for that at all. <laughs> I don't either. Guys, we're going to have to go back and It must be this. part of the Mandela effect <laughs> that we completely forgot. <laughs> wow. Uh, we're going to have to go back. I mean, listen. I'm assuming I said it because yes. it's a notebook yes. style setup. But um, I'll go back and find it, see if I can make it a concise TikTok, because that would be... I, I just want to know now. Yeah, I'm like, what on earth were we talking about? Truly. All right. All right, so I got one. <laughs> you did. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Um, Thank you, everyone, for bearing with us. <laughs> I hope you enjoy this. This is just bants. This is fun for us. Bants. Uh, right. I'm going to read you a quote. Quote, a team of psychologists from the University of Chicago, intrigued by the idea of the Mandela effect, uh, decided to put it to some actual scientific rigor. As well as testing whether there really was an effect, they aimed to discover why visual Mandela effects, VME, occurred. The results were sort of maddening, unquote. Uh, huh? And then I wrote, even after reading this whole article, I find myself agreeing with the title. And the title of the article is, Study Finds the Mandela Effect is Real and Incredibly Difficult to Explain. <laughs> so I do, I do appreciate that they're like, okay, so we tried. We um, tried. But we're, but we're not sure if, if we can is explain it Is it physics? Well. Is it psychology? I, I don't, don't know. know. So we're going to move right along. Baseline Mandela Effect, still real. Still, still real, but they can't quite explain why we all adamantly believe like, is it mass hysteria is it like literally reading this article i got angry like irrationally mad i was oh, like no fruit of the loom totally had a cornucopia at one point they never have their logo but has, why do all of us but think why that? i don't know maybe it was in like a, one of those weird they used to have weird commercials you guys maybe maybe it was or like maybe it's just one of those things of like when you're presented with the image you assume. And been like, eh, well, you see it and people, someone is like, is this the actual one? And you, in your brain, you look at it and you're like, well, that looks correct. It doesn't look wrong. Yeah. So you're like, that must be it. Versus if you just asked me, like, does Kit Kat have a hyphen or whatever? Yeah. Maybe I would have a more, like, correct recall instead of when you show me the picture kind of thing. Yeah. I, I am not a scientist. But I am an a semi a quasi expert on the next topic, Mount Everest. Yes. What episode number is this? Twenty seven. Great. <laughs> Cocktail hour in heaven. Ding ding ding. Yep. All right. So three points for Emma. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Do you like how quick I got that? Well, and do you love that the rest of these updates mostly maybe half a page long? This one. Oh my gosh. I'm like, so excited now. like a, two pages. Also, I'd like to say, again, hello, if anyone from work is listening, welcome. This is what I do on the weekends. This is why I'm so tired on Monday mornings. Um, But uh, this last week, we had like a mini like get to know you hangout with our because a bunch of people on our team are new. And one of the facts I listed for two truths and a lie is that I have a mild obsession with Mount Everest. Which I I thought was your lie. Yes, I did share that with them. I was like, I shared these with my best friend and she roasted me by saying the last one's a lie because it's not mild. And then I started to explain, like I started to go down the rabbit hole and I managed to pull myself back. But I I was like, okay, so they were climbing. It was 1924. They were seen and then we didn't see, but then we found. I'm literally about to do the recap, so I won't reenact the recap that I did in the meeting. But I was like, and I think China did it. Anyway, I don't have time to get into it. And then I just was like, your turn. So if you're from work, hi. Um, If you're from work, it is a mild obsession. And that was her lie. Please listen to the episode. Um, It's a fun one. It's, yeah. Okay. The bullet point I wrote was, so this might be the closest I ever get on this podcast to being a genuine conspiracy theorist. But first, do y'all remember where we left off in that episode? I certainly hope so. But if you haven't, (laughs) let me remind you. In 1924, renowned climber George Mallory and his novice climbing partner, Sandy Irvin, disappeared on their final summit push and were never seen by their party again. We have no idea if they made it to the top of the world's highest peak before tragedy befell them. In 1999, the body of George Mallory was discovered clinging to the side of the mountain. Several fall-related injuries combined with exposure that appeared, this appeared to be the ultimate cause of his death. The rope tied around Mallory's waist was frayed, implying that it had been snapped with Irvin on the other end. Despite the fact that his climbing axe was found on the mountain, cheerio, my dudes, the final (laughs) resting place of the young climber is still unknown. More importantly to some is the camera that Irvin is assumed to have been carrying since the Kodak was not found on Mallory's body or in their abandoned tent in 1924. Which brings us to the conspiracy. Yes. I've already ranted to Emma Which is, and I'm Marlo fully, about this. I'm far, fully into this. I fully believe what you believe. So. You've convinced me. I'm glad. And I have sources. <laughs> so the conspiracy. <laughs> I think that the Chinese found Irvin's body and or the camera during the years that the, the Tibetan side of the mountain was closed to foreigners. And at the time of our recording of the first episode, I had not yet read Mark Sinet's book, The Third Pole, which went into way deeper detail about the 2019 search for Urban that I talked about on the podcast. They made the documentary about it, but he goes way into detail, including what happened after they got back. She's already given me that recap, you guys. I know everything about what she read now. (laughs) Yeah, because I finished the book and I like stormed into their apartment. I was like... I need to tell you <laughs> what I've just read. Why I'm furious. Okay. So this is this next chunk is a quote from the Sunday Post because I think they summed it up quicker than I could. Sinet was part of an 18-strong expedition led by the New Zealander Jamie McGuinness. Mark Sinet revealed, quote, 
One of his local contacts told Jamie that he had heard directly from a China-Tibet mountaineering CTMA official that the Chinese had beat us to the Hosel spot and carried Irvin's body off the mountain and back to Lhasa, where it is kept under lock and key with other Mallory artifacts, including the VPK, which is the uh, vest pocket camera codec. For those of you that are <laughs> not familiar. I love that there are acronyms for everything. Yeah. Sign it accepts that the information is only hearsay, but in the book, he stresses, quote, we now have multiple sources all essentially saying the same thing. The Chinese found Irvin, removed the body, and are jealously guarding this information from the rest of the world, all to protect the claim that the 1960 Chinese team was the first to reach the summit of the third pole from the north, unquote. Eric Simonson, who led the 1999 Mallory Expedition and now runs the International Mountain Guides in the U.S., told the Sunday Post, quote, When Yakin and I interviewed the old Chinese climbers from the 1960 Chinese Expedition, one of them, Zhu Jing, had clearly seen another body at 8,300 meters. At that time, Mallory and Irvin were the only two dead people up there, unquote. Yeah, I, yeah. Mallory's body is also reported to have gone missing from his mountain graveside, despite repeated searches. Sinet had planned to go to China to investigate, but then COVID hit and travel was banned. So I'll be following that story because what the heck, bro? I love this for you. So anyway, I wrote, so we really have no more answers, just more frustration. There's a reason I have Google News alerts turned on for Sandy Irvin. Also, shout out to Andrew Irvin, who is an Australian financier. I get updates about what's going on with him and I happy. I delete them because I'm like, Not wrong you. one. <laughs> hope, you're, hope you're well, sir. I hope you're doing well. I hope the Australian economy is... Going well. This has been an Australian-centric episode, I, know, I feel like. quite a few. Quite a few Aus- Aussies. All right. Well, and I would have loved to end on that, like, high note of, like, it's news, but we don't know. But I'm... But the way the math works out, I have to do episode 28 as well. But 28's a nice number. Don't sound so disappointed. <laughs> well, it's just... There's not a lot of news. No, I know. <laughs> I'm like, this one's kind of just like, eh, it's an update. Versus this one, it's like, yeah. Your hint is. Oh. Hello, Pennington Monster. Hi, baby. Go to daddy. Launches up four steps. <laughs> um, this is the Montauk Project. It is. And it's Big Mac Daddy. Big Mac, Mac Daddy. Daddy. Yes, so three points to Emma. Thank you. Ending on a high note. Uh, no major spooky news to report, but apparently President Biden approved a major offshore wind project to provide power to New York, located 35 miles east of Montauk Point, New York. Woohoo! And uh, that's all I got for you today. Thank you for playing. That was so much fun. How many points did you get? I got 5, 10, 15, 22. 10 off of the usual. That is a 67%. So it's a B or a C? I don't know, dude. But I'm proud of you. 67%? Yeah. 
I feel like I did better than last time, you guys. But that's why I'm not grades do not define you. Thanks, man. I'm proud of you. Thanks. And I'm not mad at you. Thanks. Shannon does need to reassure me of that sometimes. Uh, so does Marlo. Yeah. If ever I'm like not in a good headspace or whatever, or even if I'm just like sitting there in my weird anxiety bubble, <laughs> they're just like, hey, I'm not mad at oh, you. Oh, sometimes I'll just text you. Which <laughs> is like, so honestly. Yo, I'm not mad at you. <laughs> usually people would take that and be like, why would you have been mad at me? What was that? Like, But for me, as someone who just assumes that everyone is like angry with me for some reason yeah. because I'm a forgetful person. To have my two most important people be like, yeah, no, I'm not mad at you. No. Nope. I'm like, yo, that I'm not makes mad. me feel so much better. I mean, like, it's half a joke, but also, like, if it reassures you, I'm, I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't I say that? No, it's so helpful. But yay! So, yep, that's it. Stay tuned for next time. Spoiler alert, I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing updates. We're going to episode 50. I figured we were only going to do about half. Yeah. We're going to episode 50. 50. 50, 50. Not all at once. No. But still, fun. But if you put it along, please let us know. I would love to know your score. Or if Did you... Did you beat me? Or were you, were you reminded by anything? Were you like, oh my gosh, funny. I mean, This is know. what you meant by, <laughs> if you're a cow, I'm a cow. We now need to go back and listen to the Mandela yeah. effect. Which I didn't call it a Mandela Okay. Yes, but Thank you understood me. where we were. I knew. See, I think you and I do better when we're allowed to, like, free associate. Well, well, when we played Fishbowl at Friendsgiving, I do better when I'm able to, like, talk. yeah, free associate and talk and, like, work through it and be like, okay, you're not getting that clue. Versus the one word of just, like, Good food. Uh, so we don't have any mailbags today, but I don't know if you wanted to, any more first date questions you'd like to ask? Yes, actually. <laughs> I mean, these are all like update questions. Yes. Um, so if you were on a first date with somebody and they were to ask you the question of what is an update that you would want like not necessarily like an update of like what's up with you but more of like what is the one thing that you can't wait to say to somebody like i i'm i'm not pregnant but i can't wait to tell you that oh. i'm pregnant ever oh because that would that idea of me being able to deliver that news to you is like <laughs> it me makes me really like, happy you're lying you've been pumping me <laughs> every time like it's turned into this running gag that, like, I logically know, or I am fairly certain of the fact that Emma is not with child. Nope, I am Because I not. feel like we're very close. I feel like... You'd be able to tell if something's off with me, I think. If you were off, or, like, if you you all had decided, like, you were, like, open to that happening. Yeah. Then I'd, then I'd be, like, on guard for it, right? But, like, so even though I know that I shouldn't be expecting it... Sometimes Emma will say something that really sa- that I, my brain goes is she no she's she's not but my but I but so I tell her and Marlo when my brain has those like <laughs> moments so now Marlo will just like <laughs> make it a joke like to be like we have something to tell you and I'm like don't say those shut things. the heck up. Don't right say now. those words to me. Don't so say now those words to me. Now the running joke is that when they actually tell me if they do um, decide to have a child, wolf. 
I'm gonna, I'm just gonna be like, nah, yeah. you're not gonna get me. He's no. Too many times. And then, and then they'll be like, no, actually. And I'll be like, <laughs> can't control all the crying. Yeah. Wow. My answer is really lame compared to yours. I mean, I feel like that's like my next potential milestone in I mean, life. I'm so, like, like, I don't really like, have. I don't really have milestones. I'm like, I mean, we've talked about it, that if they find Sandy Irvin, I'm going to FaceTime you. And in be, the middle of the And night. I'm just going to be like, they found him. And you'll know exactly. I also told my coworkers about that. I was like, my friend knows. If I call her and I'm crying and I'm like, they found him. She'll know exactly who I'm talking about. But yeah, I don't know. That I'm getting a cat. Like, I'll FaceTime oh you gosh. with my new cat. I can't. Truly. Yes. Yes, I can't wait for you to be able to tell me what so you've got like, in the cat. Hi, like that one time when you got the Pennington monster and you were like, "Hey, I'm gonna come over to your house." You kind of knew though. I had us. I had a feeling. Yeah, you kind of knew. Which sometimes my feelings are accurate, and sometimes you they're have really a dream not. about me being pregnant. I've had that dream up. like twice, and I've been like, "Every the universe time is punking you." Well, no, every time I write it down because I feel like one of these times it's gonna be real, and then I can be like. I knew it. I knew. I have evidence. I wrote it down. Same reason that when I'm watching a movie with someone and it's like a mystery or like a crime thing, I I always feel the need to be like, I think so-and-so did it and this is why. So that later if it reveals to be true, then I will have proven that I'm smart. (laughs) And that's enough about me. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Just remember... (laughs) She wants to slide out of here so bad. (laughs) This podcast... Doesn't exist. When you reveal too much about yourself and then go psych. Bye. Bye. Let's go. Like at the end of a therapy session when you're like trauma dump. Bye. <laughs>